Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to get these doggies. They're out of the pen. We got to get them back in the in pen. In the pen, in sure. In the pen. We got to get them over to the Last Podcast Network Country Jamboree, June 18th, 2022, at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee. Come and check out all the shows that you love on the Last Podcast Network. We'll be in front of you in our meat space, and we cannot wait to entertain you and have a great time. But for those of you that can't come in person, go to momenthouse.com slash LPOTL and buy your live stream ticket. Yes, yes, you too can watch us perform our jangly country jamboree from the nudity of your couch. Absolutely fantastic. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Thank you so much for your support. And we are so excited to be at the OG Grand Old Opry. Yeah! Hail yourselves! Content warning, uh, we won't be getting super graphic on this episode, but we will be sort of alluding to child abuse throughout the episode. Someplace underneath. the biggest portions of barbecue in my entire life. And I think it's because I've been living in New York and LA for so long that I expect, you know, barbecue ribs. I get like two pieces of ribs and a piece of cornbread. You know, this Mm -hmm. was a rack of ribs. I mean, do they, maybe they just got bigger cows down there? I don't know how many of these blessed animals died to feed my hungover ass, but it was beautiful. Maybe it was a dinosaur. Yeah. Welcome to Someplace Underneath and Madeline Jean. I'm Amber Nelson. Hi, everyone. We are <laughs> we are in post-recovery time after we just did a big old show with all of Last Podcast Network in Nashville. And um, my brain's tired. Oh, yeah. I mean, I did spend a whole day just like doing nothing. Yeah. I mean, it was hard because I had to like do laundry and meal prep because I like my food and my, everything in place. And, you know, unpack. I wish I had a wife. You know what I mean? You know, Henry is a wife. Henry is a wife and uh, none of that stuff got done anyway. You don't do that shit. (laughs) Nope. I do laundry and I do heat things up sometimes. Okay. Do you wear like a little apron and heels when you do it? Um... I, his mother's made me an apron, I think, to suggest me to wear that sexily, and I, I, I have not yet. Is, ew, is it a sexy apron? No. It's oh. not a sexy apron. It's just a regular lady apron. Okay, but. wouldn't it be gross if his mom was like, you wear this for my son and give him bonus? You know, there's you could look at it from two sides. <laughs> One side is, that's nice. Yeah. The other side is, ew. Didn't his mom give you perfume? Was it you? Uh, yeah, perfume. Well, lotion that's ha- <laughs> is lotion that she also wears, so that I could put it on and I would smell like his mother. Um, Freud has entered the chat. <laughs> it is a nice smelling lotion, so I'd wear it sometimes when he's not an, in town. But you don't want to crawl on top of him with a lotion. <laughs> you just you just don't want to cross those streams generally. No. Um, I think he's happy with that. Yeah, so we are uh, doing a bit more of a. I wouldn't call it a casual episode because it's still going to be filled with sadness, <laughs> but we uh, are going to just talk about instead of doing one of our 
long researched series, which we will get back to next week. We are a little bit on the recovery end of having to put all the work into the live show. And thank you guys so much who came to the show or who streamed it. I think you can still watch it for um, a few more days. Yeah. Online. So if you want to do that, you can check it out. But um, I think it went really well. We had a great time. It was incredible to be on stage with all of our friends and family and everyone had a blast. But man, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. Nashville is, um, it's very intense. It is a big party town. Like, it's just like New Orleans on steroids. And I didn't even party except for after the show because I get real an- anxious if I get too hungover before yeah. a show. But um, yeah, that night I did stay up till like 4 a.m., which is pretty good for me. I think that's very good for you. Yeah. I remember I was in the hotel lobby just like swaying back and forth. Yeah, I think, weren't you with us? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure that happened. I have a vague memory of the lobby. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to do a little bit more of a we obviously get a lot of, you know, we put a lot of different stories and people on our docket and our list and we try to narrow it down. It's really hard to get everybody in who you want to talk about because there are so many people whose stories need amplified. But we're only two broads, you know, doing stuff weekly so we can't always sadly do everyone we want to so we thought this week we could probably you know talk about some that we just recently found out about who we didn't have on the list for the season who you know we still would like to have their names get out there and talk about that a little bit absolutely yeah um, I yeah. found somebody that wasn't even on a news roster like not even a blip in the news yeah I it's mean crazy. it's like that with when we just did the Hilaria Mamalejo case or story of this this poor woman she just there's just nothing on her she's just disappeared into the death or somewhere just a human being with her own love and thoughts and children and ch- their own children and their own life just gone and like no one cares i'm sure some people care somewhere in her life but for what like we said last episode for whatever reason they can't or won't kind of amplify that and maybe it's just because they don't know how mm-hmm But, you know, so, yeah, there's a couple of those we're going to talk about today. And also, uh, quickly, a lot of you have responded to us that you want to talk about the Teal Swan doc, which I am sure once we watch it, it will be like, oh, yeah, we need to have a conversation about some of the things that have happened here. So we're definitely going to do that. I think we're aiming for next Wednesday, which would be uh, June 29th. And we'll do a Twitch, me and Amber. I'll give you guys a more firm time, but I, I think we're gonna we're gonna aim for that uh, Wednesday the 29th to do just like a uh, watch party, yeah, kind of thing. So even if you've watched it already and you just want to watch it again with people screaming and going, "What?" <laughs> um, you should probably watch it first because we're gonna be screaming and talking over yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna happen. Yeah, but. We had a great time in Nashville. Thank you so much for having us. We were there at the same time as uh, the Coalition for Faith and Family Conference or whatever. Too many words. There was, uh, yeah, we were there with Trump, Ted Cruz, and Lindsey Graham. They were right down the street from us. And Just drinking at the bar. I wish. I wish they would They they would never have the fucking balls to go No, out. they don't have the balls to come drink at the bar. No. Oh, oh also, I just wanted to throw out there, um, Tori McClellan, since we're talking about Taylor Swan, 
she's one of the people who came out about Tio. I believe that she tried to tweet at us at some point recently, and I cannot find the tweet, nor can I find her account. So, Tori, if you did, if that was you and not a fake account, I'm definitely not ignoring you, and I really think you're awesome, and maybe tweet at us again, because I can't find it. I'm sorry, sorry, Tori. Tori, you're great, though. All right, now we're going to go ahead forward. And so, yeah, Amber, you had found this story. Yes. So I'm like, we were visiting Nashville and I got to thinking, I mean, I'm from around New Orleans and these party towns, it can be so much fun. But when you get booze and drugs and everybody's coming there, like a whole congregation of all different kinds of people. A lot of people coming in from out of town. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, they just kind of disappear into the ether. And Mm -hmm. since there's crime, a lot of it just kind of isn't documented on the news. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like, oh, we don't have enough time for this. So I was looking at Nevada and um, state and national advocate groups say that 83 children remain missing in Nevada, 25 more than last year at this time. Mm. And about five to seven adults are reported missing per day. Per day. Per day. Sadly, that's not entirely shocking, knowing Las Vegas very well, but hopefully... A lot of those adults reported missing are the kind that people recover the next day or... They pass out in an alley too drunk, right. hopefully. But hopefully. you never know, you yeah. know? Um, so I want to talk about this one young girl. She's a seven-year-old black female, about four feet tall, weighs 50 pounds. She's been missing since December 18th, 2021. She's from North Las Vegas, Nevada. Her name is Nevaya Zermeno. North Las Vegas or any... We were talking about before we started recording... I I genuinely love Las Vegas. I Mm -hmm. really do. But I love the desert around it. And I kind of like how scary everything is there. Yeah. Um, All the little towns that are right outside of Vegas are, they're frightening. It's frightening. Um, In a way that I find fun, but probably not for children. No. (laughs) As much. Now, well, her, where she went missing is about a 17 minute car ride from the Strip. I bet you that's right around Fremont. um, Probably. For those in the... A know about Vegas. Let us know. Based on the crime data in North Las Vegas, the city's crime rate is nearly 20% higher than the national crime rate. According to a study done by 24-7 Wall Street, North Las Vegas was named the most dangerous city in Las Vegas. Well, that that's, that's, does not surprise me. <laughs> Natalie's not shocked. She's just painting her nails in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> a Quora, the Quora is like one of those websites. I like to go on there just to see what the people think. Yeah, sure. And someone who lives there said, there is really no good neighborhood out here. The user called it the bad side of town and warned you have to watch your back at all times. Yeah, and I actually, I know a few people who grew up in Vegas and there are neighborhoods there. I mean, there are people who live kind of normally, mm-hmm. relatively normally around Vegas, but a lot of the communities around there are right flush against a lot of, you know, I don't know if anybody's ever been to Atlantic City. It's kind of similar to that where the outskirts are pawn shops and and liquor stores and, you know, dens of ill repute, if you will. So I imagine that the further out you get away from the main hotels, the scarier it gets. Probably. And then the further out that gets, then it gets safer again, I'm guessing. Yeah. And then, yeah, when you get further out, then it's more like the cul-de-sac, like McMansions and stuff like right, that. Right, yeah, right, right. Heather Dodo, program manager at the Las Vegas-based nonprofit Nevada Child Seekers, said about 8,000 children are reported missing to law enforcement in Nevada each year. And the majority are from Las Vegas. About 200 each year considered endangered or abducted. 
We are a 24-hour entertainment city, she said. There's a lot to do out here. We're a hub, and these streets are dangerous. Unfortunately, where there's more people, you're likely to have more predators. Mm -hmm. That makes me think, too, of the, um, like, how it's a little bit easier for truckers to commit Mm -hmm. crimes. (laughs) Yeah, they roll on through. Not all truckers. Not all truckers, hashtag. But, yeah, when you are just going through areas where it's just a way, you know, it's a thoroughfare. People are, it's a, it's a way station. Yeah. You have more opportunities to kind of disappear into Get the night. Plucked. Callahan yeah. Walsh, spokesman for the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, said that children of color, specifically black children, go missing at a higher rate than white children. Mm-hmm. She says the African-American population of children, according to the U.S. Census, makes up just about 13 to 15 percent of the U.S. population, yet they represent 30 percent of our missing children's cases. So sad. That is what Callahan Walsh has said. Yeah. Uh, what disturbs me about this case is it didn't even make local news. There's not even a blip. There's not even Amber Alert. The only information I found on social media, and there was just a few pictures on the Missing Children's site, and like you go on YouTube, you can type in her name, and there's people, they don't even know what she's last wearing, where she was last seen. It's just video of someone doing the screenshot of her missing case. Yeah, and it's hard in these one instances too, when especially when it's minors, mm-hmm. when they get these little blips out, they never update you if they've been found or not, which is also just like really troubling and, and what kind are we of doing here? like j- at least put something out if if they were found or let us know. But a lot of these ones, they just sort of go up, and then if there's nobody, like we said last episode, if there's not people like constantly advocating for them they just sort of go away yeah um uh, this little girl she has two adults with her and uh, on the screenshot it says do not approach call 911 immediately yeah so it makes me think that maybe this is a custody battle gone wrong but the fact that the police enforcement said we're so adamant about not approaching i wonder if one of them is dangerous do they know more than we know i mean they probably do and it's one of those uh is it really beneficial to not release any information to the public yeah um because yeah like why is it because one of the you know people with her is a felon or something it's not clear which really sucks it's not clear (laughs) Um, i mean she's from like a bad part of town and i guess you know we discussed earlier in other episodes that when a family member's involved usually the state is like well i guess she's back home safe and they're usually the ones doing the bad things yeah So no, there's no, there's no blip. There's no news. Yeah. And we talked about the Amber Alert situation, I believe during Harmony's case, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are, it makes sense to some extent why they don't do Amber Alerts for every kid. But it seems like there is still some discrimination based on like when they choose. Uh, Other than the thing that does make sense, which is like an Amber Alert is if somebody is believed to be kidnapped specifically and at immediate risk. So that every time a child goes missing, people don't become um, oh unsensitized, like decent, yeah, desensitized to to the Amber Alert sound. Yeah. But we'll talk about another case that we'll get into here in, in a little bit today, where they are looking at maybe there's a middle ground between Amber Alert and just the you know very low level missing child. Like yeah. maybe there's like a maybe this isn't immediately a kidnapping, but this kid is also in like serious potential danger yeah i don't know what these like parents are doing to them her name if you want to spell it is n-e-v-a-y-a-h 
Z-E-R-M-E-N-O. And her birthday is May 22nd, which means she just had a birthday. Yeah, so she would be seven or eight now. I don't know. Uh, age now is eight. It should be eight, eight now. Old. Okay. Yeah. We will uh, post, of course, pictures of her. And yeah, it is it is sad with the um, this sort of place that Vegas is that there's so much crime happening yeah. every second of every day and night that there probably is a lot of you know, missing cases that just sort of go under. And when I've like visited Vegas, there was a lot of like, come out and see these girls. It's like 20 bucks. And I'm like, 20 bucks. Do they want to be there? Like, who's this 20 bucks going to? Is it going to them? Yeah. I doubt it. And and I think that there is a a discussion about too, the fact that prostitution is legal in Nevada is probably makes it safer a little bit, but Mm -hmm. that we should be, you know, regulating sex work to some extent because, the people who are at the most risk are people who are sex workers who have no human rights. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you know, because I'm, I'm very much pro-sex work, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, we need the, the those brave people <laughs> to go out there and um, make people smile. But that, you know, doing it unregulated is puts a lot of people at risk. And, of course, that still happens even where prostitution is legal. Yeah. But you, you, we talked about that in Peru a lot, too, where... Even in areas where there was, you know, legal prostitution or sex work that you go to the the harder parts of the city and there's still trafficked yeah. people. So it really is a big, you know, it's a worldwide problem that we're still trying to figure out. But yeah, that I, I imagine that there is a lot of trafficking happening in Vegas because a lot of women and, and people in general go out there to escape or to, you know, kind of like go into a bigger crowd to sort yeah. of get away from whatever they were doing or like they wanted to be a performer of some sort. They wanted to do this or that. And then, you know, you can make a lot of, it looks like a lot of money. Yeah, it looks like it. When I was in Nashville, I remember we were all at some honky tonk and I was like, I'm going to slip out, you know, and like just have a smoke. And then we walked into the bar from the back and I walked out of the front to have a smoke, like on the main strip. Yeah. And I was there and I was like, there is thousands of people here. Somebody could just pick me up and then go, go. And like, you would never see me again. And everybody's so drunk. They're not going to fucking know. It is one of the good things care. about having a tracking device in your pocket at all times. Oh, the cell phone. But yeah. I got to turn on my cell phone location or is it already on? No, I mean, usually it is unless you specifically turn it off. Uh Oh, I might have done that. We'll take a look. Sometimes it's good to be for the government to know we are every once in a while. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's true. Is then that's why you have to wherever you go alone, just start screaming, "Are you a trafficker? Are you a trafficker? Are you gonna fucking get me? Yeah. I'm crazy and you can't fuck with me." And he's like, "I'm just gonna ask for directions. I'm sorry, miss." Yeah, <laughs> me, you you scare everyone before they get you. That's right. Scare them before they scare you. Yeah. So I mean, we got to just throw it out there. We got to just. Roll the dice and say maybe one person who's listening to this will have some recollection of something or remember that name or, you know, we'll put the picture up. So if you have any idea about what could have happened, you can call 702-633-9111 or 1-800. I assume this is if you're outside of Vegas, 1-800-843-5678. And uh, yeah, they're. Very adamant that you don't. Yeah, which makes me be like, huh, wonder why? Because like, do not approach. Yeah. What does, uh, what's going on here? I don't know. Interesting. 
and terrible. All right. So we were just talking about how there's the very low level warning of missing children and then the Amber Alert, which is very important. But there's really not a lot in the middle, middle ground of this kid's probably going to be in danger if they're not already. Yeah. I, I wanted to talk about the story of Serenity Dennard and thank you to the people who have recommended this story in the spun email. There was a couple of you. I, this is still a newer one to me. I wasn't aware of this until the last couple months. So it wasn't on our, our list of kids to do, but uh, Serenity was actually nine years old in 2019 when she went missing from Rockerville, South Dakota. So this story is, it's confusing a little bit and it's really, really sad, of course, but more, more so than just her going missing. There's a lot in her life that's really tragic and unfair for this little girl to have to have gone through. I am not familiar with South Dakota too much, but it looks like um, haunted forest (laughs) i forget how big america is yeah it's huge yes i think the only thing i really know about south dakota is deadwood was there uh, which is one of the best shows of all time and i don't know that it still seems like they have almost the same amount of trees there which is impressive in this day and age that's good don't cut those down nah we're gonna cut down to these trees we're gonna make cvs's all around yeah well it is scary partly because where she was at the time of her disappearance was in, uh, you know, a populated town area, but it was still surrounded by huge forests, which is one of the reasons I think that they they, they still can't find her. Mm. But yeah, so this was in the area of Rockerville. All I know about that area is that it's by Surgis, which is I know where they do the where they do the super spreader biker. What's that? Then, it's like a biker rally that happens annually. Bikers freak me out. I'll be honest. When I was bartending, they always wanted to like befriend me. And I was like, I got to go in the back and get some more beer. All right. There are some bikers who are the nicest, coolest people on earth. But it's it's hard to because there are also there literally truly are biker gangs who can be kind of. Yeah. Rough. I don't want to mess with that. I'm a soft lady. You are a soft lady. That's what (laughs) that's what they like. though. Thank you. My, My tummy's all gushy. Your tummy's all gushy. It is. I'm wearing a little crop top today, and I was like walking and saw myself in the mirror, and I was like, you know what? My gut tummy's gushy. That's okay. Your tummy's that gushy. It's all right. It's a beautiful feminine body. A feminine physique. I just don't want to do all the fucking diet and sit-ups I got to do to get a six-pack. I'm not going to do it, God. I'm not. You don't have to. Okay. Sometimes you have a six-pack, and you're very unhealthy because... That is exterior muscles. And also, it you don't have to be in shape to get a six-pack. You can actually be making yourself sick and still get a six-pack. Really? It's not, so I, you're saying are, I can make myself sick? Yes. And get a six-pack? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. So Serenity went missing Super Bowl Sunday of 2019. Oh, you bet there's a lot of people on the streets in that time. There would have been, except where they were. It's, it is it's a, it's a, it's a town, it's a city, but it's, it's rural still. So mm. it's... You know, I, I think where she was, it wasn't necessarily like a, a huge thoroughfare. Right. But if road. you go missing on Super Bowl Sunday, you scream for help and there's like, my team's winning. You know what I mean? There, There is a lot of questions around why it, it wasn't handled more quickly. And I have some thoughts about that, too. But essentially, Serenity was adopted by a couple when she was four. So she had been in foster care before then. So... 
When she was adopted at four, her parents, her adoptive parents were married. Their names are Chad Dennard and now Darcy Gentry. Her last name has changed because they got divorced. Oh, shit. And after their divorce, Serenity mostly was under the care of Chad, the adoptive father, and his new wife eventually. That's interesting that she went under the care of the father, not the mother. Usually they go under the mother's care. It's, it's, yeah, I'm not sure. They, they are not being f- completely open about why or, What's you know. What's going on. Yeah. Cassandra is the mother's name, uh, the stepmother's name, I should say, of Serenity. However, when she went missing, she was at the Black Hills Children's Home. And... The parents, the adoptive parents who are now divorced, have been completely cooperative. They've been talking to the news the entire time, but she was not living with either family. What? Where was she? She was at this place called Black Hills Children's Home. Even though they adopted her? Yes. And it is not entirely clear, except one thing I've gleaned is that Apparently, Serenity was having a hard time connecting with people. She had some sort of dissociative issues with all of the trauma she had gone through. Yeah. And apparently had become a chronic runner awayer. Oh, as a little child, like four years old with a little bitty bendel. Well, whenever they got her, yeah. I mean, this happened when she got a little bit older. Yeah. We don't know the details of her, her childhood home or whatever happened there, but... Whatever happened, she was running away all the time. I I feel all my judgmental like pings spiking up because when you first hear that, you're like, oh, your kid was traumatized, so you're putting them in a children's home. Like, do you think that's gonna help? Or I don't know if this was like, you know, recommended by doctors or something, but apparently when she was there, she was under a sort of lock and key program for kids who were run runawayers. What? Like a lock and key? Like she's a princess in a castle with an attitude and they're like, lock her in the dungeon. Well, they had this this thing called arm's length only monitoring, which is a, a program that apparently they have at this children's home. They're, a lot, this children's home also had, you know, kids within the foster care system, mostly kids without parents at the time, but they had programs for other kids, I guess, who were having troubles, but it seemed as though she lived there. So this is this is a thing that I am very unfamiliar with, but it's a, it's confusing to me, and they don't really specify very much in the stories about what why. But to me, it would seem like a little girl who's already been thrown around and then put back into a children's home. It wouldn't help them. But again, yeah. I'm not a child psychologist. I'm not a parent, so I could. This could be the best thing that they could have done for her. I do know somebody that was adopted and the adoption center kept saying, oh, you didn't sign this in the paperwork. You didn't do this right. And like kept bringing him back to the center because apparently they made more money with more children in the beds. Mm -hmm. But then again, I do not work for the adoption center and I don't want to start like talking shit. Right. But this is my friend's actual experience. Right. Right. And there is a lot of corruption in foster care, as we probably all know. It's really, really difficult to adopt a child, but really easy to foster them. And sometimes people foster kids with malintentions. The children's home, a lot of people, like you just said, were also eyeballing them being highly critical because 
when she went missing, that at arm's length monitoring had just lifted for some reason two days before, and it wasn't really explained why. But she slipped out. We know that much that she wasn't pulled from the actual facility that she ran out as, as though she were running away. I mean, she's little. She could squeeze through the bars and run out, get in a little tunnel and just go. Essentially, what happened is that she there was another incident with another kid. The people who were overseeing her group were distracted by this other kid having an, an, an incident. So she slipped out and other people who were pulling up to the children's center actually witnessed her running out of the building and they tried to follow her. They were just family members of somebody there who were not related to her at all, just happened to be coming in as they saw her running away. That sounds terrifying. I'd be like, is that a ghost? What the fuck is going on? Well, they they saw her and they tried to keep up with her and follow her, but they were in a car and it was sort of her at the distance. And so they kept watching and following and trying to call to her until she was out of their view. And then they immediately went into the children's home and said, hey, we just saw a kid escape. And this was in moments, you know, Whoa, after it happened. She wanted to go. Yeah. She had been doing this, you know. And again, it, it, sound, it's, it feels easy to start pointing fingers at people, but we don't really know the situation. And I'm not ready to just say this is the home, the children's homes. They're awful and they fucking messed up. And, you know, I, we, we don't there. know the pieces. Yeah. But what we do know is that when she went missing, they started immediately looking, but they did not call 911 for about 80 minutes. 80 minutes? Yeah. What do you think? Like, okay, hide the knives in the in the attic. That's one theory, but um, people from the home have also talked quite extensively and said that kids do run out sometimes and usually kids don't typically, when they're running away, dart into the forest the way that she was apparently kind of aiming herself towards. So usually if kids run out, they are found very quickly. And so I think that the the way that the home is talked on the news is like, once we talk to the police about this, we have changed all of our policies that if a child is gone for 30 seconds, we're going to call 911. Yeah. At the time they had had many other instances where the kid didn't run, 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 run straight into the like darkness. And so they weren't as alarmed immediately when it hit 80 minutes. It might have been critical time, you know. Again, I don't necessarily think that that was complete negligence. I just don't know if they were prepared for this. Whatever happened, the people who were overseeing those kids were fired. But so basically the children's home, like I said, it was it's very foresty where they are. It's like there's roads. It's not like back. It's not like Appalachia style, but it is very heavily forested. So, you know, this like main roads and stuff. But she seemed to have been aiming towards the wilderness. If I go in the woods, they won't find me. There's that theory and that she got turned around. Then there's also a really unfounded because because it seems like it's a thing that could happen. But there really isn't any evidence that either somebody happened just like summer, like, well, maybe somebody just 
popped along and it was just the perfect moment. And that's probably not the case. This is backwards. This is like shining, like the shining, like so far removed. It's, it's definitely terrifying. It's yeah. It's, you know, it's way more foresty than I'm accustomed to. I will say that. So, and then there's also the theory that she had been in contact with somebody and they had, you know, tricked her into coming out. But there there hasn't been any f- sort of footprint online found uh, by her, like, you know, her on her, like on Snapchat or anything like that, talking to anybody. It really probably is resulting in her getting lost. Was it in the winter when she ran away? It it was February, so yeah, that's not you get like you don't get long in those woods in the cold. It's really awful, but you know, as soon as the nine one one call was made, they went hard for this kid. There was massive. You should I should find the I should post the the map that they had laid out of the places they were like looking for her because it it's crazy. It looks just like. It's this massive span of land where all of these people were doing those sort of sweeps where they were like, you know, arm to arm looking for her. And they never found a a trace of her. Not even a shoe. And these people know the woods. This isn't like me going to the woods. Like they know what's going on through here. Yeah. And it is. So that is that's frustrating um, and difficult. And some, you know, some people would look at that and say, well, that kind of sounds like maybe then she was taken but part of the specialist teams that have been out there have said in the wilderness, she was a tiny little girl. She happened to have not been wearing clothes that would have stood out against the landscape. She was wearing grays and blues and things that look like the landscape. So she's even harder to find in that situation. Man, you got to put those kids in neon colors. I mean, it almost, I was just like, we shouldn't, she, shouldn't those kids, if they're out in the trees, like have to wear something bright? That sounds like a prison though, so. Right. Yeah, it does. It's But it sucks because it just so happened if she would have had like a neon purple pink shirt on or something, it would have been easier to find her potentially. But we still don't know. You know, they've done almost 500 interviews they've had uh, so many leads on this little girl and they've never found a trace of her they've had cadaver dogs out there who have scented on bodies but they there's it's not enough to know if it was her or somebody else because there's probably other people who've died out there yeah so it's still sort of at a standstill right now which is just very frustrating and the, the whole story in itself is tragic this poor girl had such it seemed like such a hard young life and in I remember trying to run away when I was about her age. I mean, I wasn't like, I didn't have that much because I don't know her before time. I didn't have a lot of like awful things swimming in my head, you know? I mean, Mm -hmm. I had a hard childhood, but I remember like trying to run away. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I did too, but I definitely didn't run. I ran like two blocks, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you didn't run in the woods. Right. And then I just sort of stopped and went, oh, I don't. It's hard. I'm seven. I don't know what to do now. My mom just showed up being like, are you done? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. She was like strong willed. Get Mm -hmm. me out of here. That makes me think what's going on. I don't know. know. I don't know. And it's 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 easy to, you know, start pointing fingers at people and the parents and the, the caregivers. But we don't know the entire story. I hope that somebody in her personal life wasn't doing something bad to her. It could have just been the trauma of being moved around, but it's just sad because 
she was having this hard time at home with like feeling a band, like I had abandonment issues. And then they put her in a, a, a child's home. And that's just whether or not that was the right thing to do. It's still really sad that she was having abandonment issues. So she was abandoned for yeah, them. Let's fix it like that. But again, her parents might have been doing the right thing. I don't know. It sounds like she was really struggling and the, the adults around her, if you want to call it failing, if you want to call it, they just didn't know what to do. Do we know a lot about her original parents, her birth parents? I don't know that there's really been anything disclosed about her original parents. She might have been given up at birth because wow. um, she wasn't. But it, maybe she was given up when she was, uh, you know, maybe she was taken away yeah. at some point. Um, and we do know a lot of more psychology with children. And people used to think, oh, kids, they don't have feelings. But they do. And they have like residual trauma from babies even. Yeah. I mean, if you'll remember, we had during our American Child Bride series, it was just, you're a little tiny baby and then you're a wife. Yeah. And there's nothing in between. There's nothing in between. So. Yeah, it looks like they spanned 4,000 miles. That's a lot. Oh, yeah. No, they I mean, there's twelve hundred volunteers there. Yeah. Forty five hundred miles of terrain, just, you know, arm in arm looking through stuff. And it, that sounds like, oh, they definitely would have found her. But I mean, this is wilderness. Like if she w found herself into a little nook somewhere. Yeah. They might not be able to find her for decades. Um, also, there are large animals out there and that's also a thing that can happen with remains if she passed away um they were taken i always wonder what's safer like a children's home in the middle of the woods like that or in the middle of the city city the city safer i'm always just well, gonna say that girl, that's why the woods are terrifying yeah but i don't know i do think that the city at least there's more witnesses to things true but you know if you live in south dakota that's you don't really have the choice your your children's home is going to be in the trees let me see um, South Dakota City. Yeah, that this this took place in um, Rockerville, Sioux Falls. That's the largest city in South Dakota. Just look that up. Population one hundred and eighty thousand nine hundred twenty seven people. I feel like that's not a lot of people. How many people? One hundred eighty thousand nine hundred twenty seven. No, that's people. that's small. That's very. That's small the city. biggest city in South Dakota. It's very small. I mean, it looks beautiful. Yeah, look at. The, can you see my screen? Mm hmm. That's where the home is. Oh, that is in the middle of the woods. <laughs> oh, my God. Ooh. That's terrifying. Wow. They are in the forest. That's that's wild. Oh, and there's like glamping? Black Hills glamping? Yeah, there's, I guess, like a and b or something. Airbnb. I feel like that's a little too close to the scary children home to go glamping. I mean, I think this is still technically pretty far because it's like around a bunch of like... Bunch of stuff. I think there's a couple miles there. Can you imagine going glamping and you just see a little girl coming off the forest? I wish that they would. I wish yeah. that somebody would have seen her. Unfortunately, I don't think that they did other than those people coming into the, the children's home saw. Yeah, so this is really rugged area. It looks beautiful, but man, you are just out in the middle of nowhere. Ooh, Cosmo's mystery area. What's that? Oh, it's one of those... Uh, Optical illusion houses. An optical illusion house in the middle of the woods? Those are usually where they are, the desert. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is out, and this is sort of on the west side of South Dakota here. So her full name is Serenity June Dennard. She would now be 12, 
I guess, nine in February of 2019. That's math, right? Three years. Yeah. So she'd be 12 now. Really, really brutal time period to go missing because your body and your height and everything changed so much. Yeah. But she was nine at the time of her disappearance in 2019, February 3rd, from the Black Hills Children's Home in Rockerville, South Dakota. She was wearing a gray short with flowers on it, blue jeans and black snow boots. At the time she was 4'7", she would be much taller now. Her hair is dark, a dark blonde, almost brown, blue eyes. Just such a sad, sad story. But, you know, if this anything rings a bell to you, if you live out in this area and you were like, wait a second, I remember this. I remember seeing a kid. Even if you it was the three years ago, please call 605-394-6115. And um, there's a large chance she got lost, but it's not the only option. I mean, there's a chance she's out there somewhere. It's too far away to walk to like a 7-Eleven or anything. You're in the, somebody, she either got picked up right. or she got lost. Right. Pretty much. But um, so if she's got picked up, maybe there's still a chance. You know, she's, she's around. Another uh, uh, mysterious circumstance kind of disappearance that I wanted to talk about today is a woman whose name is Alexis Ware. She is 29 years old and is from South Carolina. So this is in a town called Anderson, South Carolina. So Alexis is gorgeous. She yeah. had a bit of a, an Instagram following. She has a bit of an Instagram following. She is a makeup artist and hairstylist, and she's pretty well known in the area. Really beautiful woman. She has two smaller children. Well, one is nine and one is a much uh, is a, a baby, pretty much. And she has it's a little bit unusual in this story because most of the time, unfortunately, in these kind of circumstances, it's the partner who's being looked at the most. In this case, however, her boyfriend, who's the father of the younger child, is not considered a suspect even though he was one of the last people to see her so there wasn't any real notification from her family that they saw something going on wrong with her really there was a hint of it but only one of those looking back mm. maybe something was going on here kind of way so it wasn't a thing where she was in a, a progressive you know crisis or was with somebody they were worried about her being with anything like that she was a really doting mother. She was responsible. She wasn't the kind of person to just like take off and come back around, that kind of thing. So January 29th, 2022. This is a very recent story. Very recent. Alexis had talked about being followed. So Alexis's mother's name is Alberta Gray Simpkins. She is the one who has mentioned that she was talking about being followed. She was crying and wasn't exactly telling her mother what was going on. She seemed like something was going on, but she didn't have a very specific, I got into a fight with somebody or, you know, I'm feeling this or that. It was, it was um, like almost a paranoia kind of sound. Uh, but, you know, paranoia usually comes from a place of being right. 
Anytime yes. you're like, I feel like I'm like, there was a couple times I was laying in my bed and I was like, I feel like I need to check the gas on my stove because I live with roommates and I did and somebody left the fucking gas on. Right. You know? Yeah. And I, I think that that is accurate to this story. There wasn't any, um, you know, history or reference from her family that she was struggling with mental illness or anything like that. So she'd also been saying stuff to her mom that, that at that time, that Saturday, that she was feeling weird about her 30th birthday saying stuff like she didn't feel like she was going to make it to see her birthday. What? And then her mom would kind of push it and she didn't really answer it all the way. Like maybe her mom kind of just went, oh, it's a big like birthday. Maybe, you know, she's just having a meltdown she's about it. She's scared about not being 20s anymore. Right. It wasn't a thing where they this alarm bell went off being like, what are you, like, are you in danger? It wasn't that kind of feeling. So the next day, that Sunday, her mother called to check in on her around three because she had been sort of upset the the previous day and she did a, like a video chat with her and she was in laying in a bed and she answered quickly and she said oh, I'm just I was napping or whatever and then a few hours later her mother Alberta said she got a call from the father of Alexis's young child around 7 30 p.m that night so Alexis was in contact with her mother earlier in the day, and then Alexis's baby's father called Alexis's mother at 7.30 that evening. And right away, there you could tell something was wrong. He was saying, have you spoken with Alexis? Because we had just met at this gas station to, you know, switch the kids. And he had a really weird experience with her. Oh. So... Was she like a little paranoid or acting off a little bit? So they at first it didn't seem like anything was super wrong, but she got gas at this gas station, right? And then she was supposed to follow her baby's father to his mom's house to just, I think, maybe check in, stop and say hi or something. So she was supposed to just follow in her car with the baby's father mm -hmm. in the car in front of her. And he says that she actually, after they pulled out, shot around him at a high rate and then made a quick right. So basically cut him off and uh -huh. made a turn the way they weren't supposed to be going. Well, and the kid's in his car. Yes. So she's alone. Yes. So Ooh. thankfully her children are, are accounted for and safe. Okay. But she did this really weird thing and nobody saw that coming at all. And to also go in front of him is strange. Like, if you wanted to run away real quick, you'd go behind him. It is very weird that she was following him and then just didn't wait until he went through the light to then just, like, cut. Yeah. It, it was, it, 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 it seems almost like um, I want you urgent. to notice. Yeah. Or, yeah, maybe that. Yeah, maybe wanted to be ch chased. I have yeah. no idea. Notice something's wrong with me, please. Right. So... Right after that, the baby's father immediately started trying to call her. Like, what do you, you know, going like, where are you? What are you doing? And then she wasn't answering her phone. So that's when he called Alexis's mother. Was anybody else in the car with her? No, she was by herself because okay. she, had, she had brought the kids to, to, to switch off with him. And so the they, kids would be like, there's a man in the backseat, you know, because kids are always honest. I mean, definitely there was no, nobody saw a person. If anybody was in the car, he was very well hidden. Yeah. He could be in the trunk. I don't know. I'm just throwing shit out there. Yeah. I mean... It's a mystery. It's very confusing. So that was a 7-Eleven where this all happened on Highway 29 in Anderson, South Carolina. And that was on January 30th of this year, 2022. By Monday, 
Alexis still hadn't contacted anybody. So, of course, they're freaking out. And they ended up going filing a missing persons report that Tuesday, February 1st. I think that sort of thing, again, people don't really know what to do in that situation. Yeah, it's not like people go missing from your family all the time. You want them to come back. You know, the, your mind traveling to the worst possible scenario, that that's not going to happen to my child, my wife, my my mother. Right. And so on Sunday night when this all happened, they're all just sort of, she's an adult woman. They're sort of just going, what is she? She left her kids. She wasn't, the kids were counted for, like, what is she doing? She's being weird. And then by that Tuesday, within, you know, 36 hours or so, they were like, something's really wrong. She does not do this. She doesn't take off. She doesn't not check in with her kids. And so then they made this this missing police report. And so the one of the reasons that her her father's uh, her kid's father is not being questioned more is that a lot of this was caught on security cameras. So you can see them at the 7-Eleven. You can see them interacting and you can see her doing the peel out thing mm-hmm. and him just sort of being like there. And, and the security cameras like kind of stop where she rides off. Yeah. And 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 in the footage, too, that's been examined by police. There's not anything that looks out of the ordinary. They're not fighting. She doesn't look disoriented or anything like that. It just looks like they're talking to each other. And so even Alexis's family doesn't suspect he's done something. Um, he has been forthcoming with the news. He has, you know, he had alibis all of, around that time. He was at work the next day. There was not any indication that he had anything to do with this. He seemed as confused as anybody else. And also, I don't believe that she was even in a relationship with him. Not that that you have to be, but it it seemed like they had a pretty like symbiotic relationship where they just shared this child. So unfortunately though, a few days later, her red Honda was found. It was really far South of where she lived and her family, including her step or her half brother, I'm sorry, say that where they, the car was found, which is in McCormick, South Carolina was not where she would go. She didn't have family or friends down there. It's yeah. not a place that she would have traveled to. Also, that's a really nice car. You just don't go and like drive it and dump it somewhere. That's it, an expensive car. Well, especially in the in it was covered in mud for one thing. And another thing, there just was no reason for her to be there. And that's that far south. Yeah. She just didn't ever go there. It'd be like if you know, one of us our car was found in like, you know, Santa Barbara. Yeah, just What am I doing? No, you don't know anybody there. No. Never go there. So her stuff was all in the car still. Um, Her phone. She had her kid's cell phone, who the older child's cell phone. She had her purse. All of it. ID was all in the car, which is, you know, not a great sign. No. Um, Unless you had like a psychotic break and then was just like, I'm going to drive my car then get out and start walking. Which is something that does sometimes happen. She wasn't showing signs of that. And some of her family is sort of making mention that she was popular on Instagram and they wonder if there's somebody got obsessed with her. And maybe that's why she was scared oh, on her birthday. Maybe yeah. that somebody was threatening her or like saying they were following her. Cause she did say to her mom she felt like somebody was Damn. And did you see that video on like TikTok recently where this guy He's like, oh, I saw I saw this video of this capybara in this car. And he like broke down this random video 
of like, and he broke down the exact street where they drove this little fun animal around. So, you know, be careful of like putting your stuff out there on social media. People can find you. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, please. Don't ever post where you are in that moment, please. I do that all the time. Don't do that, Amber. Seriously. After we do this, we did bits on the stage about how to not go missing. And basically, I've done every single Amber, one of them. Yeah. Uh, technically, I also have, but don't just wait. Wait until you're miles away. Even yeah. if it's just five miles from where you are, don't post the same moment that you are at that location. Just don't do it. It's never going to be worth it. I promise you. The only thing that will happen is something bad. Yeah. So there's a chance that somebody got really invested in her in an unhealthy way. I mean, she's a beautiful young woman. I she, oh, she's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And so this in this uh, this story is new to us. And I wish that I had this in the, the list of episodes for this season because the story is really there's a lot going on here. And it's it's really interesting and also really um, frustrating because they are really at a standstill with it currently, but they did figure out that her car had actually gone all the way to Augusta, Georgia during the time she went missing before it was found back in South Carolina. That's a far drive. Yeah. Augusta, Georgia is about 30 miles from McCormick where her car was found. And that is also 30 miles from Anderson. So they don't know at all why. This happened. Her family has no thoughts as to why this would have gone down. Sorry, were you about to say? Oh, nothing. Sorry. I'm just looking at the map of um, of uh, Georgia. Yeah, looks like it's, you know, not as far as I thought, but um, it's still crossing state lines so that you could probably get FBI involved. If you find out that the car is in another state and then came back. Yeah, no, totally. Um, this seems like a much bigger story and... It's a little frustrating that there doesn't seem to be any movement on it, although we could also, again, not know all of the things going on behind the scenes. But they did find out that her hair bonnet was laying outside of her car, right on the ground. Oh, so she that must mean that she went to Augusta. It's not like she could be in Augusta. Well, yes. Whatever happened, they it seems like she was at the location of where her car was because yeah. they found something of hers on her head on the ground outside of that car. Now there could also be a situation where maybe it was just laying on the ground and fell out whenever whoever was doing the, you know, in the car got out, but it, it more so would you would, it would suggest that she was there yeah. at some point near that car where it was left. And it was on her head, by the way, at the gas station when her, she dropped her kids off. So she had been wearing it. Man, there's just so much to the story, and I wish that I had more time to to research this before we put this out, but I really wanted to bring her up because this is still really new, and there's still a large percentage of chance that she's out there somewhere, especially if it was a thing where somebody became fixated on her. Th- there could be reasons that she's still being kept somewhere, so... Yeah, I mean, where she was, where where her car ended up going in Augusta, um, which they tracked on the highway. They saw her. They located her on like one of those cameras on the highway. They don't know if it was her, her car. They couldn't see inside of it. But where they went, it was like rural. It was like area that she would have been hanging out in most of the the time. So there's a lot of 
stuff to the story that's really mysterious, that's not answered, that there there seems to be a much bigger case here. And I'm I'm really, really hoping that they're continuing to do work on this. And I kind of want to almost do a full episode on yes. Alexis here because of how, you know, sort of winding this is. Um, that it's not a closed, it's not, you know, it doesn't seem like the the partner or the the father of the son or anything like that. No. Which and so. why would she leave her kids around? And also, what's going on in Augusta, Georgia? I lived in Monroe, Georgia. Uh, yeah. Not Augusta, but I, I've, I've just heard of it growing up. But like, what could be going on in Augusta? I don't know. So I'm I'm probably going to keep looking into to her story. Maybe we'll figure out a time when we can put a full episode up for her this season. But in the meantime, her name is Alexis D. Ware. And she went missing on January 30th of this year, 2022. She is from Anderson, South Carolina. She's black. Uh, she's sort of a light complexion. She's 5'5", about 230 pounds. She's got black hair and it's long. She wears it long and brown eyes. Looks like her family desperately wants to know where she is. She has people wanting to know where she is. Oh, yeah. Her family is very active. She has a lot of people advocating for her, which is great because unfortunately it seems like there's a chance they might have to keep fighting for people to pay attention to her case, which is complete bullshit. And so, yeah, they found her red Honda already. So that's been discovered. So now we're just looking for her. If anyone knows any information about her, please call the Anderson County Sheriff's office at 864 864- Two six zero four four zero five. Or if you feel uncomfortable with reaching out to the sheriff's office, you can call eight seven seven nine seven Bamfi B A M F I, which stands for Black and Missing Foundation Incorporated. So if you'd rather go through them, then. You can call that number. And I'm sure with the car just being found, detectives are going to find more and more items for the case. I hope so. It doesn't that seem like, like a, a key component here. Fingerprints. Yes, for sure. There, there should be a lot of DNA stuff going on there, right? You would think. But man, this is this is making me sad. And I'm, I'm, I want to look more into this, this case here you know, because... I mean, this is perplexing. Um, there's not really, it doesn't seem like there's any leads at the moment. So yeah, just if, if you have any idea of any thoughts about where Alexis could be, or you know, if you've ever run into somebody you think might be her, please call one of those numbers. So yeah, we'll, um, we'll send a donation out to the Black and Missing Foundation for this episode. Man, I'm really bummed about Alexis. I, I hope that the, you know, we get a good result out of this. And uh, we will be back next week with a, a new series. It's about party towns again. <laughs> well, thank you, Natalie. Yeah, thanks for, for bearing with us today as we recover from the screaming and screaming of last weekend. And uh, yeah, you can find us at someplace underneath on all the socials and me at the Natty Jean. Amber Smelson. And it is Natalie and Amber, saucy, pert, and greasy as always. Goodbye.
This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.